Fischerin. Yeah, when you're running down the beach and you need some food, you gotta run to the garden. When you're in never beach and you need some food, you gotta run check, check, to check, the check. garden. When you're looking for a treat, need something to eat. Say so what you call, cause this restaurant can't be beat. Best time loud. podcast everybody i'm josh michaels and i'm smokes mcgee <laughs> they call me old two-pack joe well listeners as you as you may be able to guess uh, my esteemed co-host ryan little is feeling slightly under the weather this week i actually feel fine i just sound like you're under the weather and by under the weather i, I mean under like it's raining dog shit i sound like i've been drinking acid yeah and not the kind that so is fun to drink does it does it hurt to talk does it feel or is it just is it purely aesthetics it doesn't feel acoustics. Acoust- well, aesthetic acoustics. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I feel good. I feel really good. I participated yesterday in the. What step in the twelve step program are you in? Hospice Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. No, that came out weird. <laughs> I participated in the Hospice Hawaii like scavenger hunt thing that they do every year. Yeah. I ran two and a half miles. I was great. I just, I sound like I've been in hospice. I sound like I. Like I made my throat available to our listeners as we promised to do in our hashtag shares to shout. Did anybody give us a, give us one this week? Why? Yes, somebody did. Oh, Nancy McKeegan and and Pantucket, Illinois (laughs) wanted to tell us to say, that's definitely a real person. It it is a real person. (laughs) Nancy McKeegan, Pantucket, Illinois wanted us to say that grilled cheese is a as a superior sandwich to a hamburger. And you know what? I'm inclined to agree with her. Just kidding. No, I'm not. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, for any of you out there who want to participate in the Shares to Shouts Challenge. Hopefully something a little less uh, incorrect. Something a little less controversial. Yeah. Uh, we, we like to minimize well, controversy. My, my voice is getting all gravelly too now. Well, I'm, it's, it's, a, it's contagious. I like to think of it as like a sensual graveliness. Yeah. If you want to share... And have us say whatever you want us to say. In our deepest, most sultry, sensuous. Yeah. Uh, hashtag shares to shouts. After dark. Make sure that you like, tag, and share the episode. And uh, you might get six seconds of whatever you want us to say. Sounds like my wedding night. Let's do the drop. Yeah. We often hear Halloween meaning white person in a negative connotation, but is a perfectly good word. It means foreign introduced to foreign origin or foreign introduction. So in Hawaiian, anyone or anything that is not native to Hawaii is haole. I'm Leilani Poliahu, ahui ho. Haole. is a perfectly good word. Oh, welcome to the Hawaii Podcast, everybody. Welcome, uh, welcome, welcome. Uh, so, as we mentioned at the top, Ryan, it's not sounding great. I don't sound great. Uh, our guest called in sick today. Yep. We would have the the lovely uh, 
We, sharp. Wait, are we not going to tell you who it is? We're not going to tell you who it is. No, never mind. But we're, they're lovely and sharp. They're lovely and charming and incredibly qualified and skilled. They'd be a great guest. And we'll get them back eventually. Um, so we're going to keep this a short little blitz of a podcast episode for you today, I think. Yeet. And uh, get you in, get you out, get you on with your life. Uh, just like our sponsors, Napa Auto Parts. Or was that Checker? I don't know who it is, but I also... Which one? The Somebody's slogan is get in, get out, get on with your life. And I just stole it for this podcast. So, I, mean, it's, I feel like it's probably probably not get on with your life. <laughs> get in, get, in, get really... out, get the f*** out of here. <laughs> get in, get out, and get on with your life. Get in, get out, and go f*** yourself. You've been obsessing over this person for 10 years. Get on with your life, John. Uh, so, uh, well, we were going to talk about Uncle Joe Biden... Uh, but I have a feeling, listeners, you understand everything we're about to tell you about Uncle Joe Biden. Uh, good guy, wrong man, wrong time. Uh, and there was a bigger story. Yeah. Turns out Ilhan Omar shot up a synagogue. Yeah, they were right, folks. You know, Donald Trump and everybody on down predicting that Ilhan Omar's radical, radical views would lead to. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm getting breaking news. Oh, no, it wasn't Ilhan Omar at all. It was another right-wing... White supremacist. 4chan basement dweller. Huh. Cool. Huh. Uh, another shooting at a synagogue because we live in a normal country. At Molly Crabapple on Twitter pretty much summed it up best. Today in our dystopia, an ennui-riddled suburban incel justifies his attempt to mass-murder Jews by hastily skimming a Wikipedia article on a 1475 Italian blood libel and deciding it was true. Folks... Normal country. Normal, healthy, sane country. What do we think, Ryan? I think that uh, there, as President Trump said, Charlottesville this week uh, reaffirmed there's very fine people yeah. on both sides of the do we kill Jews for yeah. sport or do we not? Hey, no, you know, it's about our heritage. It's about the Robert E. Lee statue. And if we just happen to be chanting, Jews will not replace us. And we all happen to be wearing fascist uh, regalia and uh, lightning bolt you tattoos. Know what? It sounds like sounds like you're actually the really intolerant one. That's true. Yeah. When are we gonna get? When is the left and its intolerance gonna really be taken seriously in this country? Yeah. And just in the same way that antimatter is actually the real matter, I think mm. antifa, the anti-fascists, those are the real fascists. That's a hot take. Yeah. Hashtag Ben Shapiro. A hot a hot take that's held by 100% of the Republican establishment in this country. Unbelievable. Yeah. Woo. Uh, do we want to talk about Joe Biden? Sure. Okay, so Joe Biden picks up key endorsements in like hot young rising left left wing stars like New York Governor Andrew Cuomo and California Senator Dianne Feinstein. So he, uh, if you're ready for 2016 2.0 uh, and two young whippersnappers, two young whippersnappers looking to shake up the establishment, taking each other back behind the barn or. Uh, behind the gym or whatever they're talking about, you you remember like they were they were trading they were they were trading smack. They like each other's dicks. <laughs> yes. What is this? What did they take no. behind the gym? Uh, Uncle, uh, Joe Joe, I think I can't remember if this was like he was on the trail in 2018 for somebody or somebody was asking him like, what do you think about blah blah blah. blah. It is lying about Donald Trump. Like I don't I don't want to debate him. I wish we were in high school. I could take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Oh my god. And people are like and like. And like uh, fellow boomers are like, yeah, that's our guy. And everybody under the age of forty was like, this is what passes for politics now in America. Uh, and then Donald two Trump, old men, yeah. begging to and fight then, each other at his rally. Donald Trump, the response, well, did you hear about Joe? He wants to, and of course, in typical Donald Trump fashion, uh, mixes up the nouns. So he's Joe wants to take me to the back of the barn, <laughs> and then it becomes like, then it becomes like, we're all gonna f- goats. <laughs> 
course, all the MAGA hats lose their mind. So speaking speaking of uh, old white men in the presidential race, some actually very positive news. Uh, Gideon Rustic in the Daily Beast is reporting Bernie Sanders is the first to sign the pledge to rally behind the Democratic nominee. National progressive outfit Indivisible launched a pledge compelling all 2020 Democratic presidential candidates to rally behind the eventual nominee. Bernie Sanders was the first to sign it. I'll support the ultimate Democratic nominee, whoever it is, period. No Monday morning quarterbacking, no third-party threats. Immediately after there's a nominee, I'll endorse. And that wasn't Bernie's language. That was Indivisible's language. But I'm sure like they made him recite it. <laughs> well, so that's a good sign. Uh, as far as uh, rough-and-tumble old white men from the East Coast to take on Donald Trump, I think Bernie Sanders, I'd much rather him making the case about our... Uh, problematic descent into oligarchy instead of Joe Biden. Joe Biden, friend of the credit card companies in Delaware who thinks millennials are complaining too much. I wonder like, what Joe Biden would say if Bernie is a, a surrogate for him. Like, Does he want Bernie to tone it down? He's, remember he said like, well, he was giving some speech. He's like, well, I don't agree with my friend Bernie Sanders. Like, I don't believe 500 billionaires are responsible for all the world's problems. And, oh, he's wrong about and that. He's, yeah, maybe not... Maybe he maybe he, like ten billionaires. Yeah, it's it's not like them themselves that are you know setting out to destroy each each of those five hundred billionaires may not be waking up every morning thinking I want to destroy the world, uh, but the vast hoarding of all that wealth and the way that uh, ever since the seventies worldwide governmental fiscal policy has been designed to funnel as much money directly Upward. to the top as possible. Yeah, uh, you know these are bad things and problematic things and. Uh, Joe Biden is going to basically make his entire campaign. This is not who we are. Donald Trump's behavior is unacceptable. But rich people are awesome. Yeah. And yeah. So nothing's going to happen. But, you know, bottom line, if God forbid Joe Biden is the nominee uh, and you don't vote for Joe Biden. God forbid Joe Biden. You think he's the worst case scenario right now? I mean, like. Or Tulsi. Tulsi. Yeah. I think but Tulsi's worst if you case. Don't, if you don't vote for the Democratic nominee, if if you do the... Uh, Jill Stein. The Jill Stein in the Rust Belt, or if you, like in 08, like all the Hillary Clinton Puma voters who voted for McCain, like if you do that because your preferred opponent didn't get elected, you're a bad person. Yeah. Uh, that's a, nothing more to say on this. I remember seeing this guy that I, that I have actually a lot of respect for. I like him quite a bit. A uh, friend of mine who's on Facebook lives in milwaukee yeah and i remember he was a big bernie fan and he got mad that uh the dnc hosed bernie which i, I think everybody kind of agrees did. they do and he was like i'm gonna vote jill stein and i just remember being like you're going to give this to donald trump like yeah. not you personally but the fact that you're thinking this you're representative probably state, of the yeah. average person because he's not like super politically engaged i'm like you're gonna give this to donald trump and lo and behold, yeah. Trump wins Wisconsin and went like one of the yeah. firewall states. Yeah, the electoral college is so stupid. But yeah, it was just it's unbelievable, and it's so then, it's two party system. Then I'm then you find out like Russian influence, and like I wonder how many targeted ads this guy was given about how awesome Jill Stein was by the GRU, <laughs> and it's like it's pretty it's pretty like scary to think that you most of the time you don't even know when you're being manipulated. Well, speaking of people who don't know they're being manipulated. President Donald Trump. 
Do tell. North Korea demanded $2 million from the U.S. for medical costs for Otto Warmbier. You know the guy uh, that North Korea beat into a coma and then uh, killed? I do know him. Uh, Of him? Yeah, he died a week after being released, and Donald Trump agreed to pay it. How much? $2 million to... Two milli. Two milli to get uh, get Otto Warmbier back. Chief hostage negotiator, our big deal maker in chief. Wonderful man. I just realized I kind of sound like Lil Wayne, don't I? No. 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 Watch this. Okay, well, yeah, that, but like. That sound like Lil Wayne? The phrase, I kind of sound like Lil Wayne, don't I? It does not sound like Lil Wayne. Weezy F, baby. Does that sound like him? More than than you did before. Uh. If Donald, if if Barack Obama paid North Korea two million dollars, oh my God, for anything. We tried to give Iran money just to not nuke Israel, and <laughs> Republicans lost their yeah. goddamn Mon- minds. Not even like we paid them like our money. Like that was money we had seized from Iran like back in the seventies. We just and, gave them their money back. Yeah, we we gave them a, we gave them a refund, and people lost their goddamn minds. Um, so before uh before the religiously motivated terrorist attack. Yesterday, we were going to talk about the bigger, the other, yeah, the other uh, horrific, religiously motivated horrific, terrorist attack really, yeah, that happened uh, Easter in Sri Lanka. Uh, ISIS, is, everybody has seen the news. ISIS has claimed responsibility. Um, these, I, ISIS just does that, ISIS, though. Yeah. It'll be like some guy's tire goes flat, and ISIS is like, that was us. Yeah. Oh, we got that The bitch. caliphate's coming back. <laughs> yeah. Look out. Uh, and then like, we're gonna Tucker show Carlson you. runs like and, yeah. eight weeks of coverage. Exactly. Like, Did ISIS deflate this man's tire? Yeah. What would uh, happen if they caused a blowout on your tire? So interesting, interesting. The suicide bombers, uh, you know, there's an interesting article in the Washington Post. Uh, the Sri Lankan attackers were, quote, well-educated. Suicide bombers tend to be, experts say. Turns out the two brothers who coordinated or most of the attack uh, were the children of this billionaire spice fortune. So these are like very well-to-do, well-off folks. Uh, and then one of them used their real address. So when the police went to the house uh the wife of one of these dudes blew herself up no three police officers and all of her children so like and this is like a well-to-do like 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 bougie mover and shaker family this is not like desperate circumstances so you know like these people interesting article by Mehdi hassan and the intercept when Christians are under attack, Muslims and the left need to defend them. Here in the United States, a 2016 poll by the Public Religion Research Institute found that white evangelicals, quote, are more likely to say Christians face a lot of discrimination than they are to say that Muslims face a lot of discrimination, which is palpably absurd. The situation abroad, however, is another matter. According to a Pew study, Christians do indeed constitute the most persecuted faith community in the world. Number one. They are... You, <laughs> they are harassed and targeted in 144 countries, with Muslims harassed and targeted in 142, and Jews in 87. Uh, that number is so low only because Jews had already been chased out of 70 others. <laughs> in recent decades, millions of Christians have been driven from the Middle East, the birthplace of their faith. This is both a tragedy and a scandal. So too is the fact that according to Open Doors, a staggering 11 Christians are killed every single day around the world on account of their faith. One more quote that Mehdi Hassan pointed out that I found really interesting uh, with him being uh, an outspoken Muslim, is that Islamic extremism remains the global dominant driver of persecution responsible for initiating oppression and conflict in 35 of the 50 worst countries on the list. How many of those are uh, wedding cake based? <laughs> well, I, I think that the thing is, is that 
when you look at Christian persecution, you have to sort of bifurcate Christianity into white evangelicals in America and then literally everything else. Yeah. In terms of, you mean in terms of how American politics, quote unquote, understands yeah, just in, in terms of like persecution yeah. and like what what is a Christian, yeah. right? Because there's two, there's two, like there's Western Christianity, red, you know, American, yeah. white Christianity, where you claim everything is discrimination, but that detracts from the real discrimination, which is going on everywhere else. And this problem is sort of exacerbated by the fact that evangelicalism can decide when and when when it does and when it doesn't care about non-white Christians around the world yeah. and they do so whenever it's politically advantageous and so like you hear these narratives about Christian persecution so often that your eyes just sort of glaze over because you've got this base of pearl clutching yeah. grievance well, politics teach, you're making me teach evolution in school exactly that's persecution it's like no 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 the ice is throwing you off of a bell tower is persecution yeah. or like getting your fingers sawed off or touching a Bible is persecution. Yeah. Like it's, there are very real legitimate Christian martyrs. And, and as a Christian, there's a sort of survivor's guilt where like, I've never had to worry about that ever. And I, I think at the same time, all religions, uh, but specifically Christianity has thrived in places where it's been persecuted. Like the Roman empire, like the Roman empire. Yeah. Just play the long game, man. Wait a minute. Uh, well, but like, it feels weird because you almost feel like you have an inauthentic faith yeah. if you're taking like a very holistic view of Christianity when you haven't been persecuted. You know what I mean? And I, so I don't know. It, it's, it's always tough being the hegemon. It is. It is. But the thing is, you know, you've got these continued bad faith, rabble rousing attacks yeah. by right wingers oh, that yeah. destroy the opportunity for yeah. nuance in the and, discussion. And Mike, Mike Pence went to Bethlehem. He didn't meet with anybody. He didn't give a shit about anybody. Mike Pence sucks. Yeah. Well, now I'm depressed. On uh, to more Islamic extremism. Yeah. Well, Saudi Arabia just executed 37 people. That's fun. <laughs> Did you see the thing? Uh, Hassan Minaj at the time when he was hosting the Time 100 gala and he and Jared Kushner was in the audience and he was like, oh, you know, if only somebody could get on WhatsApp with MBS and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's our country, folks. Jared Kushner is running foreign policy and his 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 boy just cut 37 off. heads off. Yep. Uh, we have a, we had a, I don't know how much do you want to talk about. A whole bunch of stuff is happening with the Supreme Court right now. Like a million. Let's crazy. talk about it. Okay. So the Supreme Court is hearing a case. I was agreed to hear a case to decide whether you can fire somebody for being gay, basically. Like whether LGBT uh, folks are a protected group in terms of employment discrimination. So for those of you who thought everything after post-marriage equality is all going to be resolved, blah, 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 easy. Not quite. Not quite. The Alliance Defending Freedom is added again. Uh, a nice bunch of people suing, saying it's their they because of religious freedom should be allowed to fire gay people. Of course. Let's see. Uh, there's a bunch of bunch of people way smarter than we are have written articles that you should check it out. Uh, Ellie Mistal at Above the Law wrote an interesting article called "Quote: Supreme Court will smash gay rights next term." So uh, she's not very optimistic about the outcome. No. Masha Gessen in the New Yorker explained. In a really in a really interesting piece, uh, the way that marriage equality sort of leapfrogged a lot of the you know historic typically like civil rights is a long slog, and but the rapid success of marriage equality because it's so I guess to so many people had such a broad appeal, lulled a lot of people into like a false sense of security that 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 LGBT rights were irreversible and moving in an irreversible direction, 
And of course, we've seen with all these all these religious freedom laws and religious freedom pushing, that's not the case at all. And they're finding any hook they can get into to challenge, to open it up, to to find every little place where you can carve gay people out of public life as much as possible. They're looking for an opportunity. Well, I think this is the legacy of the Jill Stein voter, where it's you know, I'm I'm aggrieved that you selected. Hillary Clinton instead of Donald Trump. Yeah, remember when and Donald so, Trump was saying, I'm going to be the real pro-LGBT candidate. Hillary wants to bring in all these people who well, are going to kill you. Like, it, it just blows my mind that, like, you have these people who are so, like, who are casting their, like, principal votes whenever you see the polls narrowing as Election Day gets closer, as you see the, the right closing ranks around Trump. And you're like, you think so much of what you have is is concrete and crystallized and what you don't realize is just because you didn't see or didn't realize that there is this entire apparatus working behind the scenes to try to take your rights away from you doesn't mean it wasn't there bingo and so now you've got trump giving cover to actions like this and he's they're giving license for people to behave more cruelly yep. and the then, cruelty is the point in a lot of cases the cruelty is the point as and adam sewer at the atlantic would say well and then you get to the you you get to like the supreme court and he's picking the heritage foundation yeah. candidate and yeah, the Hillary heritage Clinton. foundation was the people yep they were the people that were pushing like that were helping like writing amicus briefs yep. against the you know, wedding cake case in Colorado and, against Oberfell. Yep. And to the flip side of your of your very apt point about Jill Stein, all the folks on the Republican side who are like, oh my God, we nominated Donald Trump. This is like, this is a complete they scandal. They wanted the Supreme they Court. They were like, well, we got to get those Supreme Court justices. That's what all my family said. The Federalist Society put out that list that assured a bunch of people like, no, 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 he's going to give us the judges we want. Hillary Clinton would not have nominated Brett Kavanaugh. Hillary Clinton would not have nominated Neil Gorsuch. Hillary Clinton is not going to nominate Amy Coney Barrett when, God oh, forbid, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Judge Jeanine yeah. Bureau. Oh, God. Like, remember when that was in play? I, okay, like, is there a small, like, 1% part of you, like... Just, that would love Judge Jeanine to be on the bench? Just to see what happens. And, like, part morbid fascination, part, like, okay, let's give these people... Let's see... It's kind of like how you know, the there, old. There's that like I wish I could run a computer simulation yeah. and see what would happen. Like the old, uh, the old cliche about, um, like when a when when a when a dad catches his son smoking, is like, all right, you want to smoke? You're gonna smoke the whole pack. Yeah. Or like you're gonna smoke the whole carton. Like get us nine Judge Janines and watch America fall apart. And no, because we have nuclear missiles. <laughs> okay, fair. Touche. <laughs> That was that was far too nihilistic of me. Well, there's one yeah. more. I have one more thing about oh, no, the sure. about ahead. the sexual orientation. So, firing somebody for being gay, the Fourteenth Amendment of the United States of the United States says that uh, you can't discriminate on the basis of sex. And there's a lot of you out there who are probably thinking, like, well, what does sexual orientation in and of itself have to do with sex? Because they're very closely linked, but they're not one and the same. But consider this scenario, and this is one of the points that. Uh, Ellie Mistel from Above the Law wrote about in her Supreme Court will smash gay rights next term story Josh mentioned earlier. If you're a woman and you get fired for being in love with a woman and marrying a woman, but that would not have happened if you were a man being fired yep. for being in love with a woman. Ding, 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 that ding, is inherently based on your sex, on your sex, on your gender. Yep. So uh, don't get conned by these right wing hucksters who are going to be selling you the snake oil of sex 
and sexual orientation or gender and sexual orientation um, are different. Like they're, they kind of are the same. Yeah. Like, it's, well, it's funny because like when it comes to, when it comes not to the same, but you know what it, I'm saying? When it comes to trans rights, they can't see sex versus gender. Exactly. But when it comes to like a Supreme court, like bad faith, like how do we get our stuff? How do we get what we want? Like they'll, any argument is on the table Well, to, to bring that quote back up from a few weeks ago. And I, I just find it apt. Uh, was it, it, it wasn't uh, Saliza. Who is it? They said punishingly bad oh, faith. Chris uh, Hayes. Chris Hayes. The bad faith is punishingly exhausting. Punishingly exhausting yeah. bad faith. So speaking of bad faith, uh, another case that's coming up, it would give the census uh, folks at the Department of Commerce the ability to ask a question about citizenship status when they do the census. Now, ostensibly on its face, this seems valid. This is where the bad faith kicks in. It's not about determining how many citizens there are versus how many non-citizens. That's that does not affect the underlying what you collect the census for. The census determines voter allocation and the apportionment of federal government resources. So they want they want to have it so that uh, illegal immigrants and undocumented folks can continue to labor for them, make them money, pay taxes, but they won't get political representation. Political representation will go toward how many white people live in our district. Well, and all the government resources that do get provided will be incredibly overcrowded and and like yep. largely unavailable yep. to the average and person. Even for folks, even for folks who are citizens, if you've got a family member who's not a citizen, if you've got a household dependent who's not a citizen. You may be intimidated a lot of times to answer questions about citizenship status. Sure, it's, there's a lot of pressure on that, and it's similar in a similar way to uh, similar similar echoes of the the debate that that Bernie started about prisoners voting. Sure, federal prisoners uh, who get moved to these rural counties they count in the population for how many how many uh, community health centers you get exactly for all the resources they get. Yeah, for proportional representation. So if you have let's say a hundred thousand prisoners. Who can't vote it pushes you over you know all the neighboring counties have a much lower population those hundred thousand folks who can't vote who definitely would not have voted for the hardcore republican extreme candidate can also can en- enfranchise that county to make sure that like yeah all uh, we also another another thing about the citizenship question is that coming from the real estate development world the census is the gold standard for how developers make choices about what to build and where to build it. Mm-hmm. You want you look for certain population densities and certain median incomes and all of that. There's there's formulas that you can use. You you know that you need X amount of people to support a movie theater within a certain radius. You know you need X amount of people to support a grocery store or a drugstore mm-hmm. or an office building or what have you. Giving an inaccurate census count which this would certainly lead to because you have ICE who's using every single Gestapo tactic available yeah. to, to, to ship out any undocumented person. Oh, I didn't know they were going to take Jose. Yeah. Ex- I loved Jose. He was such a nice guy. They're, like People, families know this and they're not going to respond truthfully. And so as a result, if you are an urban dweller, if you are a person who's living in an up-and-coming neighborhood or if you're a person who lives in just a neighborhood that already is kind of uh, at equilibrium or maybe struggling this is going to crush you because it is going to completely it'll be like a a, a vacuum effect of private money flowing out mm-hmm. from your community into other places that look better on paper yep. because we don't have a better metric than the census that's a whole thank you for sharing that whole that's a good 
that's a good perspective that is getting missed in a lot of the political side, which focuses on the partisan, the partisan yeah. legal fight. Like there's, there's, there's an entire community development yeah. angle there. That's, that's completely unbelievable. I mean, I remember I worked on a, on a project in El Dorado, Arkansas and El Dorado, Arkansas is, I think it's a lovely Mar- town. Yeah. Uh, I think it's funded. It, there's an oil company there. It's like marathon oil, maybe. And a lot of the people in El Dorado are immigrants. Um, But because of federal programs that were created under the Obama administration, El Dorado was able to get funding for uh, community art centers. They were able to get grants to build downtown uh, revitalization. And it's led to a, a really big investment relative to the community size from the private sector. That's not going to happen yeah. if you can't count the number of immigrants in a community with a straight face. And then the last, last point about the Supreme Court, we'll keep this one extremely short. Uh, Senator Sherrod Brown, who was my sleeper pick for 2020 before he decided not to enter, uh, he wrote an article in Slate. Essentially, ever since, uh, ever since Kavanaugh came on board, there are so many five to four anti-worker rulings that we can't keep up anymore. The most recent one, uh, denying the right to get together and arbitrate in large groups when an employer violates your rights. One did of you many. read the details of that case? I did not read the details of and that case. A, it was a lighting store. Oh, God. What sort of horrible Dickensian stuff happened? It was a lighting store, and the store got hacked, uh, and all of uh, uh, one of the employees' sensitive data yeah. was stolen. I think his identity was stolen. And it was basically shown that the system was weak because of the store not doing enough to protect their identity. They want to save a few dollars. So the guy, they tried to start a class action lawsuit where uh, all the employees could sue the store, this big box company, to have them, you know, compensated for their trouble and have them make sure that their data is protected better and make sure that, um, you know, any harm that comes to them gets covered by the company. Very reasonable stuff. The company had an arbitration clause in each of their employment agreements saying that if you uh, have any grievance with us, you cannot sue us, cannot sue us in a court of law, have to arbitrate. That means that they get to spend all this money on lawyers and that you get whatever you can get. Yeah. And it, the court, the first court found that they did need to enforce the arbitration clause one-on-one. So each employee had to arbitrate separately, which can take years, be super expensive. Which is the whole point. Drag the whole it point. out. Yeah. Second court overturned them and said, no, you can do a class arbitration. Third court, the Supreme Court found for the employer. It's yeah. pretty shitty, actually. Yeah. But, you know, priorities, right? We know They know where their bread is buttered. Let's conclude with just a few small points of international news. Ryan... What do you call British lemonade? Limonade. Uh, I don't know, but Prince William, a.k.a. the future king, uh, pulled a Jay-Z. He's cheating on Kate Middleton with her best friend. Where do these men get off? I don't know, dude. Other than with their wife's uh, best friends. Oh, yes. First Beyonce, now Kate Middleton. Come like, on. Guys. I don't think it's a problem with the women. No, it's not. This yeah. just shows. This shows out, like, no matter who you are, Men, men will be men can be pigs. It doesn't matter to what pinnacles you climb. Yeah, 
if you have little dick syndrome, yeah, it's gonna follow you. Bingo. Boys, work on yourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, a television actor slash comedian has been elected president in of the United the- States. Well, <laughs> yeah, we are. This has all been a cruel joke. We are a global trendsetter. Clearly, seventy-two percent of the vote in the Ukraine. Volodymyr Zelensky. Volodymyr Zelensky. Congratulations to him. Mr. Zelensky will give Ukraine its first Jewish leader and deliver a stinging rebuke to a political and establishment, a political and business establishment represented by incumbent Petro Poroshenko, who only got 24.5% of the vote. Who is a billionaire candy tycoon, which if you've, if I, I mean, I couldn't in a laboratory dream up a better evil villain than that. He also, uh, Mr. Poroshenko campaigned on the nationalist slogan, Army Language Faith. So uh seems like seems like a Army really chill language faith sounds like an evangelical. Yeah. That's not a that's not three separate sentences though. That's just army language faith. Hashtag army language faith. You got to go to war for Jesus. Oh, yep. Get in a foxhole for for your savior. Speaking of uh blow up the enemy. Speaking of blowing up the enemy and uh getting foxholes for Jesus in the end times. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has announced his plan to name a new settlement in the Golan Heights after Donald Trump. Woo-hoo. Say what you will about BB, the man truly understands our president and it's how easy, easy it is to just wrap him around your finger. Yeah. Daniel Seidemann, uh, a Jerusalem-based journalist, writes, I can think of no better anything that captures the essence of these two men and the cosmic smugness that bonds them. Mm. Joe jo Sabian at JKS99 with an urgent bulletin, I'm getting worried that the town has already gone bankrupt and everyone is f***ing their daughters. A couple more things. Yes. We have word this week on why Twitter has not banned the Nazis despite everybody wanting them to. Yeah. Turns out a Twitter employee, inside source, has provided to the Washington Post that on a technical level, they cannot ban the Nazis because content from Republican politicians would easily get swept up by the algorithms aggressively removing white supremacist material. Huh. I wonder if maybe they need to re-examine what their political platform is based on. I don't know. And also, because Twitter's share price has only stabilized because the sycophants following our deranged president are using that as their primary communication platform. <laughs> the shit poster he doesn't, in chief. He doesn't want to lose that money because they were in a free fall before yeah. that. Silicon Valley, folks, you think they're going to save us? They're really going to doom us all. Also, if you guys remember a few weeks ago, uh, the Coast Guard guy that was trying to, got busted with all those weapons, was trying to start a race war. Yeah. He got released without charge. Oh. oh, it's a good thing he wasn't a black teenager with a joint. The Onion had this to say. Coast Guard terror suspect released after cell needed for nonviolent drug offender. Hey. Hey. Hey, folks. We're going to conclude with brief shout-outs. Shout-outs. One, one, one shout-out of commiseration and sadness. One positive shout-out. Uh, shout-out to... Let's just f- shout-down to shout- the entire Hawaii legislature. Yeah, boo. Boo. You guys but, didn't get shit done. But shout-outs to our dear friends, uh, Don and Corey and Nate Hicks. Uh, unfortunately, neither of the issues that they were drilling on, which were, which were one automatic voter registration and two the minimum wage increase. How do you not get behind automatic voter registration? Uh, anything that threatens the incumbency. I I mean I know yeah, but like even like that's bad optics. Yeah, like at least with the minimum wage, you can be like, well, I'm worried about our small businesses. Like ABR <laughs> is like, well, you mean I'm worried about our small business owners not coming to my fundraisers? Exactly. Yeah. But like, well, you can at least say the yeah. one thing, yeah. with, you know, yeah. kind of like wink, wink. But like, 
AVR is like, yeah. oh, I, just, I just didn't want to get voted <sighs> out. That's why. So much for the blue Hawaii bump, unfortunately. Well, Raise Up Hawaii put out a statement. They're deeply disappointed the legislature failed to increase minimum wages here. Local families are often forced to work two or three jobs to survive because of our state's exorbitant cost of living, effectively the highest in the nation. Not enacting a living wage this year only increases the urgency of doing so next year. 10.10 an hour does not allow our families to meet basic needs, as evidenced by the suffering on the streets. It's about half of what they need. 17 bucks an hour. The more things You're change, getting the more about they, half yep. of what you need. The more things change, the more they stay the same. And the funny thing is, you know who foots the bill for the difference? Everybody else. Everybody pays else. Yeah. So you're paying either way, guys. Yeah. It's just, do you want to make millionaires pay for it or do you want to pay for it yourself? Yeah. Divide and conquer, man. Class class warfare. A couple more shout outs. These are good shout outs. Shout outs to, and this is apt picking up on last week's chat with Peter and Danny. Shout out to Jelani Tavai, UH defensive stud, and Danny Cup Choice Detroit Lions. They got some good news. Second round. Yeah. That's that's probably UH's highest pick in a long time. What, like 15 years. Yeah. And then shout out to the Seattle Seahawks and John Ursua. Seventh round pick. He got drafted after all. I I mean Dude, if he was little, gonna go, that was kind of where he was supposed the, to be. But the little man, the little the little man wide receiver is the future of the NFL. Yeah, problem for him is he's just not very quick. Not yet. And he catches with his body. John. We wish you the best. Oh, absolutely. He'll, he'll figure it out. I hope that guy, I hope there's a statue of him like downtown for like being the best NFL receiver ever, but he's got a long road ahead the, of him. The Seattle Seahawks current best ever wide receiver is like Doug Largent, Steve Largent, not, not Doug, Steve Largent. Right? Doug Largent. Who's Doug, that? I don't know. Doug Largent's just a made a, a name I made up. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've had some other names yeah. come through. Like they had uh golden Tate left golden Tate. Uh, Doug Baldwin's really yeah. good. Um, they had Percy Harvin for a year. It could be you, John or Sue. It could definitely be you. They got DK Metcalf. You know who that? You remember him? No. Uh, DK Metcalf, uh, ladies and gentlemen. What, is Google, D- what does DK stand for? Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Ladies and gentlemen, Google DK Metcalf if you want to see an absolute specimen Donkey of athletic Kong. humanity. Donkey Kong Metcalf. This man is like he ran like a four three one, and he's like six four two thirty. I mean, he's the guy's a freak. Also, shout out to the five Auburn players that got drafted. Jamel Dean, Jarrett Stidham, Chandler Cox. Who drafted Jarrett Stidham? Deshaun Davis, Dontavis Russell. Who drafted Jarrett Stidham? Patriots. Is he going to be like Tom Brady's successor? I think if he was going to be any play for any team, that's like the team that he needs to play for. That's like he's a quick decision guy. Bill he Belichick, likes his great yeah. at short throws. He's got a good deep ball. Very similar to Brady in that. They're both very good looking, and Jared, they sort of underperformed a little bit in college. Jared, some advice to you: when Mr. Kraft offers to take you, you on vacation, oh. or well, that too. But when uh, when Mr. Kraft offers to take you on vacation, politely decline. Anything else? Thank you, everybody, for listening this week. Like, tag, share our episode as usual. Hashtag shares to shouts. And uh, other than that, take care of yourselves. Please don't commit any. Violent Felonies. acts of religious extremism. Oh. Because that seems to be a thing that like... Not our listeners. We don't know that. Find somebody that you know who likes Ben Shapiro and then tell them that. When... Seriously. When are we going to realize uh, if you get enough lone wolves in the same... You know, sharing the same communication space, it's eventually becoming a pack. Have you seen that Family Guy meme where it's like a descending color palette from white to black? Oh, yeah. Like and mentally ill, mentally ill. Well, the one yeah. I saw today was... 
it was like the first three shades were like pretty white and it said lone wolf and yep. the last three shades were tan to black and it's a terrorist yep uh well. yeah oh we'll see you later blue hawaii podcast we're out have a blue great hawaii. week everybody aloha blue hawaii. Blue hawaii.